Welcome to Why Does It Matter? Season 2. Uh, we're looking a little bit more in depth at evangelism and the whys and the hows about this. My name's Lee Jennings. I'm joined by my great friend Aaron Waters. And today we're going to have a think about uh, understanding how people come to faith. Uh, because when we begin to understand a little bit about that journey people go on to deciding to follow Jesus, it helps us to realise that we need different gifts and different tools and different approaches depending on where a person is. There is no one size fits all when it comes to evangelism in the kingdom. Last week we were looking at uh, Paul's testimony, how he came uh, to, to Christ in such a way. Um, we, we go back to that, compare ourselves to that in one sense, we see that as the big testimony and we always get belittled by it in one sense, we think our testimony is not good enough, but we were looking at that, how that's not the case. Um, and uh, it, it brings the question to mind, how do people uh, come to faith? Um, and and it would be good for us to, to unpack that today. How, how do people recognize uh, this way in which they, they come to the conclusion, Jesus is my Lord? Mm. Uh, there's probably two ways, isn't there? One is um, Damascus Road and one is Emmaus Road. Right. Do you want to unpack what that might mean? Well, Damascus Road was, was with Paul and he, I don't know, he had this knowledge, right? He was schooled. He, for the re- for a lot of his life, for most of his life, he knew the scriptures mm. off by heart. So persecuting the Christians, what he did was something he thought was truth, something that he, he thought had to be done because it was blasphemy. It was like the, the ultimate sin because they were they were taken they were false teachers taking away people from from uh, his God. So he he thought this uh, what, what was truth and and um, what it took. It was Jesus approaching him um, and, and revealing to him that by persecuting these people, you're persecuting me. And he revealed himself to him as, as Lord and Savior. This is a man who was high and mighty, proud of himself. And, and I think it took a humbling, a humility uh, out into him from, from this appearing of, of Jesus, a certain level of, of of humbleness that he realized that he was in the wrong his heart was in the wrong place because it was in himself rather than um jesus and we get this instantaneous change in paul don't we that you know i was blind but now i see yes and so it's this instantaneous change in paul on the damascus road uh, the other road is the emmaus road and do you want to tell us a little bit about that so the emmaus uh, road um with with jesus alongside the two disciples right and they have this idea of, of, of walking along the road and, and Jesus is teaching them uh, the scriptures. I'm not, not entirely sure uh, what it is, but that all scripture points to Jesus, really. And they don't know that it's Jesus with them at this point. Right. So they're walking along the road. This is the end of Luke's gospel, by the way. And they're walking along the road 
And uh, they're saying, have you not heard what's happened? All these things that have happened in Jerusalem in the last few days. Yeah. And then Jesus unpacks the scriptures to them as they walk. Uh, and then they say, why don't you stay for dinner? And he goes, no, no, no I'm going to go the other way. And they go, no, 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 come and stay for tea. So he comes and as he breaks bread, they see, we know who he is now. Right. Didn't our hearts burn within us as we walked on this road, as we talked with him? They begin to piece the jigsaw together and realize that on their journey, Jesus has come alongside them. And at a later point, they then make the decision, yes, it was Jesus who was with us. Now we see that he's alive and risen and we follow him. Okay. So we have there both the Damascus and the Mace Road uh, testimonies that um, there's a revealing of, of what is truth, <laughs> yeah. who he is meant to be, who he says he was going to be. And Jesus comes alongside both. So in, in Acts chapter 9, um, Paul has this vision. He's blinded by a great light. In many ways, there's lots of echoes of the Old Testament and, and appearances of God in the Old Testament. There's, there's a blinding of light. There's, there's, there's dressed in white, all these things. But then the voice that Paul hears is the voice of Jesus. Jesus appears to Paul. On the Emmaus road, Jesus comes alongside. So in both of these encounters, Jesus comes to the person. And so part of our role in evangelism is realizing actually it's not about us. However people come to faith, it's the work that Jesus is doing. It's the work of the the Holy Spirit. But actually when we're going to share our faith, we need to understand the different ways that people come to know Jesus because we're going to need different ways of approaching um, those things Paul uh, of course he he needed Jesus to appear to him because he was so steeped in his own knowledge and ability yeah. he needed Jesus yeah. for those on the Emmaus road they had seen and heard they were, were told they were disciples so they'd been following Jesus they'd heard his teaching they're down and disappointed because he's been crucified they say to Jesus not realizing it's him haven't you heard what's happened in Jerusalem in these last days the one we thought the Messiah but he was crucified and then Jesus begins to reveal to them slowly and talk to them about it. So for, for people like on the Emmaus Road, it's that gradual journey towards faith. And we almost see an element of, of pride, right? With, with, with Paul being all about his own abilities, uh, the disciples of, of um, seeing things from a worldly perspective, of, of they were told many times that he was going to die. Like they told many times that he was going to rise again. And it just seemed like they couldn't believe that themselves. They couldn't understand it. They were just set in their own ways of the way the world works and how they viewed it and how that couldn't be a thing. And there's a sense of pride here. And then a sense of Jesus bringing them humility and humbling them. And it reminds me of, of, of the verse um, in James uh, chapter 4, verse 6. It says, God resists the proud, but then gives grace to the humble. Mm. And I like that, how we see it in all the different um, uh, people that Jesus approaches. Um, we see it in the Bible how law is given to the proud, grace is given to the humble. For those that are proud, they need humbling. And to do that is revealing a sin. And then the, 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 those that are humble, the grace can, can be given because they understand they're humble, they're ready to come to, to Jesus in that way. So for us then, what difference does it make? How, how do we unpack this in order to be good witnesses? There's a really helpful tool, out there, a really helpful resource called the Engel Scale. It was written by James F. Engel in 1975. There was a book published called What's Wrong with the Harvest? And in it, he basically has this 15-point um, staircase of people's faith journeys that 
that people start at a place of no awareness, completely no awareness of God, and then they have some awareness of God, and then they have some contact with Christians, and then they have some interest in Jesus. They investigate Jesus. They grasp the truth about Jesus. Point 10 on the scale is that they decide to surrender their lives to to Jesus. And then there's another five points around kind of gaining confidence in that decision, experiencing some change in life, learning the basics of the Christian faith and Christian disciplines, and then eventually faith sharing themselves. The angle scale is really helpful, not because people always have the one to 15 of the ladder, but it helps us to realize where people might be, knowing that there's different things that they need on their journey. Someone like Paul, he's not at point zero. Because he didn't have no understanding about God. He had an understanding about God, but he didn't have an understanding about Jesus. Mm. There's some people who we're going to meet in life who who they're going to be point zero on the angle scale. You know, they, they have no understanding of God. They've never had any teaching or concept that there may even be a God. Or they may just simply be staunchly atheist. And the way that we demonstrate and communicate our faith to somebody like that is going to be completely different to somebody who is uh, at point at seven or point eight on the angle scale of kind of accepting there's some truth in the Christian message here. We need to do something completely different. And so when it's um, toward the the end, uh, the, the bottom end of the scale of people having no understanding of who Jesus is, the way that we live our lives, the the actions, the deeds of kindness that we do, the the the, the simple, I'm going to pray for you. Those things that we talked about in the last series are much more powerful and effective with those lower down on the scale. The problem is we always think evangelism is the minute you lead someone to Jesus, but actually part of being a witness is also helping those who are further down on that scale. Now, I think this is flawed in the sense that we don't rate people. We don't kind of rate our friends with a no. 0 to 15 number yeah. above their head and our, our aim isn't, right, I'm going to make you a number one into a number two or whatever it may be. Mm. This is simply to help us assess quickly in a moment when the opportunity comes to share faith what is the best way that I can do this right now? Because actually the best way isn't always preaching that they need to be on their knees, repenting to Jesus in Tesco's. Sometimes it's simply that they need to know that they are loved or that there's grace in their life or there's forgiveness or they need to have some way of understanding that. Actually, yeah, there, there may be some kind of incredible design behind this world that we live in and have you ever thought about how that may have been? Who was there before the Big Bang or whatever it may be? Yeah. We need to help people on those things as well so this isn't about rating people this is about helping us as christians as witnesses know what the best tool in our tool case is for the moment we find ourselves in yeah seeing where the need is and giving them that level of understanding working with them where their heart is at that time Mm. because you're right we have this we can sometimes come with um i know people have very different courses and different materials of of okay as soon as i've taught them that i need to teach them that and then need to teach them that and we come with a level of um preparedness of of what we need to teach them but in reality we need to look at their heart and see where they're at and, and see what that would be beneficial for them sometimes they need grace as you said sometimes they need um law sometimes they need to be able to understand truth and, and it's trying to understand where they're at and it, it it reminds me um, of, of in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 6, and Paul said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Mm. And that's really special that, that we can all have the different roles within evangelism. It's not just bringing someone to Christ, as you said. It's not that actual um, um, point of, of where they recognize they're a sinner and where they come to christ it's it's all all about the, the from the first seed planted 
water in it all the way to the top and then i, I love how god said but it's god who's been growing it you know absolutely absolutely <laughs> it is and you know we um you know for every you know of course some people like, like paul they will respond to a gospel message in some way the holy spirit has been working in their life and and they and they accept jesus into their life but for every person who responds to the gospel you know there may well have been a handful of Pauls and Apollos or whoever it may be, journeying with them on that journey of, uh, of, yeah. of from not believing to believing. It's like an iceberg, you know, you, the bottom of the iceberg just above the water, but actually there's a huge amount of it beneath the water as well. Um, uh, and we mustn't, we, we mustn't get caught up in the church of thinking that evangelism is purely the decision-making moment. And if we're not leading thousands to Jesus, then we're failing. No, you might be amazing helping people who have no concept and understanding of who God is to at least appreciate that there may be someone out there who designed the world or who loved them Mm. or whatever it may be and then the other thing is we need to think about both words and deeds as well and we'll we'll talk about that in kind of a in one of our future sessions Uh, but sometimes there's going to be moments where people don't need the gospel preached to them what they need is someone to demonstrate the gospel to them through love and kindness because where they're at on the scale if we're going to use that kind of language, means that what they need to know is, is see the authenticity of the Christian faith in action before they have a rational, reasoned argument about it. Yeah. So there's, so in one sense then, what we're saying is we've got to look at the person's heart, we've got to look at where they're at and and um, be honest with them and see where their needs are because we run the risk then of just doing what we want and we could end up spoiling it, right, and just... Uh, we we were talking about uh, individualistic uh, about those who are prideful and 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 uh, like Paul and and how Christ um uh, changed that for him. But we run the risk of doing the same thing, even as Christians, yeah. where we think we know best and and telling them what we think they need to know. But so what we're saying is we need to look at them and where they're at and address their needs of of what they're looking for. Um, and we need wisdom and discernment in that, don't yeah. we? Because if people come to faith differently, if if there are people who are Damascus Road, I was blind, now I see it's an instantaneous change. Yeah. You know, that's that's amazing. And God does that with people. And the stories of that are, are incredible. Mm. And praise God that he does that. But so many people, their journey is Emmaus Road. It's the wondering and the wondering and the questioning and people coming alongside them and pointing towards Jesus. Uh, sometimes in words, sometimes in deeds, that helps them get to the point where they think, yes, there's something about this. Uh, and some of that is about living a life that is is attractive, that people say, what is it that is is different about you? You know, I, I really think that, you know, people can hear the Christian message preached and they, they may think it's, 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 it's an incredible message and they might want to choose to follow Jesus in their life, but then they might look at the lives of Christians or the church or whatever and think, actually, I don't want to be part of that. And so it's so important that both our actions and our words match up when we're doing this. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that what Gandhi did? <laughs> he um, looked at the Christians and he said, "Jesus was good, but the followers aren't." I, I, and and he that, created, uh, you know, the the religion. And and that's so interesting because um, we've got to be careful the way we live our lives. And and you're right, and not just by telling them the truth, but living the truth. And and I think that's why our season one is so important as mm. well, because within all our life, we are being a witness. We are strength in our christian walk of course and that's what we want because we want christ to work in us but he's working through us because of those things as well and we're able to be a a living witness 
um, as we walk for Christ. And at the same time, it's also not being perfect as well, recognizing that we're not perfect. Yeah. How many yeah. people, um, I, I mean, many people have said this to me on, on lots of occasions when people have said, you know, church is for good people and I'm not a good person. Um, but you are. And I think actually, and, and I've said it many times, actually the very the very fact is that those of us who are in church are there because we realize that we're not good people, but we need Jesus in our lives and yeah. we can't do it on our own. We, yeah. we, we, need, we need him. Yeah. So people come to, to know Jesus in different ways. There's those who um, have a, a, an incredible encounter with Jesus and their life is totally turned around uh, and changed. Um, but there's those who, who come to Jesus via a journey. It may be that they were brought up in a Christian household and they explore it for themselves. It may be that they're at a point where they're completely atheist, but they go through a journey of learning and appreciating different things about Christianity. And it's lots of different individual conversations and acts of kindness that helps them to put that jigsaw together uh, with Jesus. Jesus right at the center of it both in uh, Paul's encounter with Jesus on the Damascus road and with those disciples who walked along the Emmaus road encountering Jesus Jesus comes to those people he comes with them and we too uh, are called to follow Jesus and therefore come alongside people uh, in order to demonstrate and to witness to the good news of Jesus Christ let's pray Father, we thank you so much that um, you've taken our lives and you've swapped uh, our story for your story. We thank you so much that that uh, you've uh, offered us your grace and help us as we seek to be good witnesses, uh, to be able to come alongside others, to point in your direction through the things we do and the things that we say. Help us and strengthen us through Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.